This is a HeadGum Podcast. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake-me-up-when-the-sun-sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. I was not tired physically. No, the only tired I was, was tired of giving in. Writing in her autobiography, My Story, this is how Rosa Parks characterized her pivotal refusal to surrender her bus seat to a white passenger in 1955. The daughter of two former slaves, the stand Parks took by refusing to stand tipped over a domino that led to the Montgomery bus boycott and the eventual abolition of Jim Crow laws in the American South. While her one-woman sit-in may have been spontaneous, Parks and her husband Raymond, a military barber and organizer in the city's labor movement, had previously spent close to two decades as activists in the fight for racial justice. And the true sacrifice of Parks' protest is not seen merely in her arrest, but in the lifetime of hardship that followed. Parks and her husband both lost their jobs and, unemployable in Alabama and besieged by death threats, left their home in Montgomery to resettle in Detroit. Parks would work for Congressman John Conyers and had a string of social justice organizations, making little money in the process. Her husband's life was tragically cut short by throat cancer in 1977. She was brutally attacked in her own home in 1994 and subsequently developed dementia. And in the years before her death in 2005, she was destitute and threatened with eviction for non-payment of rent. But that would remain merely a threat due to the efforts of another famous Detroiter who paid Parks' rent out of his own pocket. Mike Illich, who, along with his wife Marion, had opened a pizzeria in nearby Garden City in 1959. Ignoring the delivery trend and focusing on carry-out pizza targeted at the value-conscious consumer, within a decade the Illiches had 50 franchise locations. In 1979, they introduced a two-for-one deal promoted with the on-the-nose slogan, Pizza Pizza, uttered by its animated big-nosed, toga-clad mascot who speared pies in the end of his pylum. The chain would grow to over 5,000 locations over the next three decades, enriching Illich to where he could purchase both the Detroit Red Wings and the Detroit Tigers, and launch charitable initiatives to feed disaster victims and employ veterans. Illich's financial support of Rosa Parks wasn't revealed until after his own death in 2017, a secret of modesty that sharply contrasts with the egomania and greed of chain pizza rival Papa John Schnatter. Of course, a billionaire donating a tiny fraction of his income is not equivalent to the actions of a woman who risked ruin to defy segregation. Decency does not compare to heroism. But Illich used his status to help a civil rights trailblazer live out her life with some degree of dignity. And in that small way, as Parks did in her historic way, made the country a fairer place. This week on Doughboys, Little Caesars. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, alongside my co-host, Ted Bundy, the Spoon Man, Mike Mitchell. Like Bunt Cake? Like Bunt Cake, but like Ted Bundy, the notorious serial killer. This doesn't killer. make sense because you are the Ted Bundy one. 
Wait, you're saying because of my demeanor and my appearance that I'm kind of a Ted Bundy like like a? I think you just proved my point right now <laughs> with your with your response, your response back. I think I think you I, look uh, you don't look too much like Ted. Who's it? Who, what's your? You said I, you, you said I previously am a dead ringer for Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, you're Dahmer. Yeah, you which a Dahmer. lot of people agreed with. I, I definitely have like a, our guest is being nice to you and saying I said no, but <laughs> you are Dahmer. <laughs> uh, that was courtesy of at Jeremy Wear Me W H E R E Me. Uh, and he writes, because of all the cakes he's killed, obviously. So that's his logic for the Ted Bundy. Oh, thanks <laughs> for clearing it up. Yeah. I, we need our hands held through that one. If you have an insult you like me, use them at the top of the show. Roastspoonman at gmail.com is the address. We talked about this that we don't like the... We don't like how like the Netflix thing. People are like Ted Bundy's like a snack. We don't like. Yeah, we hate that. We hate that. He's looking. Let's get this guy who killed uh, several women is looking like an MF snack. Yeah, we don't. We do not. Right. That's we don't like that. Yes, we, we that's got to stop. Right. I mean, he is Bay, though. We agree. He's Bay. <laughs> we do agree that Ted Bundy is Bay, yeah. but I can't go as far to say as he's a snack. Right. Wait, no, I, other way around. <laughs> sure, he's a good look. I just don't like any of that. That whole world around it is weird. Right. It's weird. Yeah. But I mean, like, yes, but all that aside, but you know, you do know that he knew how to lay the pipe, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, uh, we're not going to release this episode, it sounds like. <laughs> Apologies to our guest. <laughs> he seems uh, not doesn't really care about that. We got a great guest today, Nick. We have a fantastic guest. Not normally the case. On this podcast. Right, you need to stop saying that. It's an insult to the other people we book. They should be better. Step it up, Matt Kowalik. <laughs> uh, Nick, I got a little... Uh, first of all, oh, God. Uh, we were just sharing, you know, common experiences that we've both had. Right. I guess now I want to look the other way as I do this. I apologize. <laughs> to Spoon Nation. <laughs> and here we go. Here's the drop. Oh, his drop is fucked up. Wow. You know what? You know who this is. What is going on? This is per, this is per singer. Oh, per singer fucked up. <laughs> you know who fucked up even more, Mitch, is you for not pre-screening that. We started to play it, and then it got too loud, and then we didn't do it. You couldn't give it a full listen before you put it on here? It was Shampoodler. Shampoodler, what the fuck happened there? You so for, you assigned it to a Per Singer, which was wrong. It was Shampoodler. It was Shampoodler. It wasn't Per Singer. It was Shampoodler. You got to get some new blood in the drop game. These guys are getting uh, they're getting lazy. They're resting on their laurels. Shampoodler uh, fucked up. I mean, we're not. And- first of all, we're not going to do another drop. <laughs> That, this is that's it. This is the last one. No, no, no. I mean, like, we're not going to do another one because that one was fucked. Up. Right. Well, no, we'll keep that one in there. This is, I thought the, at the beginning of it sounded nice. Yeah. And I don't know. It ended the way they all do with you saying you can suck your own dick. Shampoodler really comes hard at you in the Twitter comments, and it's it's kind of nice, a uh, little Schadenfreude to feel it to to hear him fail there. Oh, like a poorly edited drop. Uh, Shampoodler, step it up. More like a. Sham poodler because that drop was a sham. <laughs> wow. Man, he's going to be embarrassed. He's fucking roasted. Uh, Mitch, you mentioned our guest. We're thrilled to have him here. An actor and comedian from Speechless and the Big Bang Theory. John Ross Bowie is here. Hi, John. Hi, guys. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. This is great. We're sorry about the first five minutes. I've never seen anyone sitting in the guest chair look more confused. (laughs) 
No, I've heard the drops before. I just um, was uh, it, it was I had a levels issue. I had the same issue you guys yeah. had. I was just very baffled, and uh, and I agree, a total sham. <laughs> wow, shampooer, he's going to be hurting. That's rough. Yeah, That's- it's. It's tough to recover it's his own from fault. that. Yeah. Uh, Bowie, you grew up in New York City, as is my understanding. That is true. How? What was it like in your era? Because you know, it's the, the best food city in America, I think, that inarguably. What were what was your what were your eating habits in the city growing up? I you know I know like like in our in our era it was more you're, you were eating a lot more at home. You're eating a lot more home prepared meals. What was the case in the city uh, when you're growing up? Why are you saying era like that? It's very strange era. to me. Okay, I've just never heard you say that before. Era. What did you think I was saying? No, I was just saying the the entire thing of his era. In okay. our era. All right, whatever. Just keep We're of a similar generation. Yes, I who you and me? Well, all of us. Yeah, no shit. That's what I'm saying. I'm like 10 years older than you guys. It's, it's I'm in the I'm I'm I'm, old. I'm you know, significantly older than not no, significantly, not but significantly, you know. yeah. I think Nick, uh, that, that's that's what I was confused by. There's a larger gap between us and you song than us and you. That's very the true. other direction. Fair you, enough. You song is you song is basically baby's day out. <laughs> he <laughs> waddled into the he waddled into the podcast and he and he does great. He strikes me as very very young. He's very young. By the way, Mitch, you haven't you haven't RSVP'd to you song's bar mitzvah yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming up. Ooh, is there a theme? You uh, song. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nervous energy. Nervous energy is <laughs> the theme. Nervous energy is the theme. I love it. Um, I um. You know what? I lived in in Midtown Manhattan, so we we there were there were chain restaurants, right? Um, uh, but not as many. Um, it was sort of it was the seventies and eighties when I was growing up, and right. it was it was sort of pre gentrification of that neighborhood, and Disney hadn't bought out Times Square yet, so it was still oh, like in the seventies. It was all grindhouses and right. stuff and porn theaters, and I was not allowed on that stretch of land. That's crazy. I was given to think barely about. free reign. I was on Forty Fourth between Ninth and Tenth, and the Deuce is Forty Second between 7th and 8th, so you'll know whatever that is, like three or four blocks, and um, all the way up until the age of 18, my parents were just like that, you do not go on that block. Man, we had a lot of wiggle crazy. room, a lot of wiggle room, you do not go on that block, and I was like, all right, that's that's fair. Yeah. You know, you've asked for one city block that I can't go on, also, I'm not in a huge rush to go on that block. Yeah. yeah. Um, in hindsight, I regret it, just because I could have seen, like, crazy kung fu triple features with, like, you know, people on angel dust around me, which would have been kind of, <laughs> kind of fascinating. Um, that, that feels like a road not traveled, but, um, yeah, we would eat in the neighborhood. There was a lot of, the Hell's Kitchen's always been a really good food neighborhood, so there was a lot of good Italian um, there was a, there was some good pizza. There was great Chinese, uh, on like Chinese is one of those things like Mexican here in LA. Yes. It's one of those things where like the tiniest, shittiest hole in the wall and you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. You know, you're probably, you're probably going to leave there pretty sated. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just a really safe bet in New York city the way it, it isn't quite in, uh, LA, but our Mexican food and our sushi is really good. So, you know, you accept it for what it is and not for what it isn't, Mike. I, I agree. Right. You know what? There, there's, there's some things about it that, uh, like, um, what's the place down here? The, oh God, now I can't remember anything. I'm, I'm, I'm scared for whatever reason. Why? What's the place down here? Macho's tacos. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get- I'm, I'm literally just going by where you pointed house of pies, yuccas, <laughs> Starbucks, the 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 uh, uh, the Viet it's I think it's Vietnam the the Saps Coffee House oh yes damn God I can't believe I got it out. have you been to Saps before no I haven't it's so good and it was on Jonathan Gold's list and that is that was one of those places that was just like 
it's a hole in the wall and, right. it, and it works out. But I agree with you that you can go to another place. It's a hole in the wall out here and then it's complete trash and it is it is a hole yeah. in the wall. Sometimes, I, yeah, it's a, it's it's kind of a kind of a crapshoot. But, but yeah, the it was we didn't eat out a ton. Right. Yeah. Um, but we um, when we did, uh, um, there were there were a lot of good options. The town that neighborhood is it gotten a lot more expensive. Um, but it's still terrific for restaurants. It's a great little stretch of food. Ninth Avenue has a food festival every May, or at least they used to until recently. And um, twenty blocks, and like all the restaurants come out with booths and you know sell their wares. And you, it's really, it's this incredible. It's New York kind of at its best. You know, it's right. crowded and filthy, yeah. but it's also like all this great food, and everybody descends upon the neighborhood. I'm a Bostonian, but I. New York rules. I like New York a lot. I think it's a fun place. Oh, to that's visit. very generous of you. Yeah, we don't hear that from a lot of Bostonians. That's very generous. New York of you. is a, it's a cool it's a cool city. Nick might like New York less than I. You're actually, digging your fingernails into your palm while you say that. Well, it's I hard like for New people York from city. Boston to do yeah. that. I, I'm sympathetic to yeah. the, your travails here. And you didn't say you like the Yankees. That's fine. I don't like the Yankees. No, nor do I. For that matter, that's fine. I'm <laughs> Mets. All Are you the way. a Mets? All right. Hell yeah. Yeah. We're like we're, I mean we're it's New York is like our, it is it's a it's a it's we're brothers. You've got a rivalry, but we we do have love for each other when it comes down for it. I mean, Boston's got a rivalry with pretty much every city, right? It's just just an inferiority complex. Inferiority, piece of shit. Talk (laughs) about being from Boston. You know this. I don't have hard data in front of me here, but (laughs) people from Boston talk about being from Boston. Maybe more than people from New York talk about being from New York. And I will say this also is that a lot of the time they're not from, from Boston. Boston. That's mm, right. Which is very frustrating. My wife I mean, and I I'm have not this either really. all the time. You're from Quincy, which I'm from is Quincy. its own city. It's its own city, yeah. I, I at least and Nick is Nick is smiling big time right now. No, you own you you, you mentioned the Quincy thing. I mean I say Quincy all the time, but also Quincy is right there. Right. There's like there's so many people from like Western Matt like they're as close to New York as they are to, to Boston. It's here crazy. is my question. Question and my wife is from the North Shore of Massachusetts. She oh, grew yeah. in Swampskit. Oh yeah, and she always says Boston, and I always make fun of her for that. Uh-huh. Because she is not from Boston. She is from a town that is so small it doesn't have a mayor. It has selectmen, <laughs> <laughs> which blew my fucking mind the first time I heard it. Like I am as provincial. I am the most provincial like New Yorker you've ever met. Like I don't understand how small towns work at all. We'll talk a little bit about the one where we both lived briefly, but mm-hmm. the idea of a town being so small it didn't have a fucking mayor <laughs> just <laughs> baffled me having grown up with like ed koch the most famous mayor right. possibly in the world <laughs> this guy's like oh we didn't have him we had select men yeah had, I, by the way i immediately picture the guys from the crucible that's what i get in my head that's it's the five white guys from the crucible they probably were or the descendants of uh of, sure. of, of, of uh the metro i guess it's a work of of fiction so no there's a direct which, line from those a- those characters in the arthur miller play you know what we're saying. Yeah. Nick. Don't be pedantic. Nick, yeah. The, no, don't be pedantic, you piece of shit. That's Qu- my whole game. Here's my question. Is Quincy on the T? Yes, it's on okay. the red line. So, and that's the thing. And that mm-hmm. appears to be the thing where people like will cut you a little slack. If you were on the greater Boston yeah. rapid transit system, yeah. people allow you to say, I'm from, I'm from, I'm Boston. from Boston. I, 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 Jamie I, has to take... Has to drive to Wonderland. Oh, okay. That's yeah. her nearest tea stop. And what and is that? Is that what is what is Wonderland? Is that the is that uh, like the purple line or something? The end of the blue line. End of oh, the blue line. All right, that good call. Right. It's near Everyone Revere. Shit. Is it right near Revere? Am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, it's just past Revere because that's where my sister would drop me off when I was coming back from New Hampshire. She dropped me off at Wonderland, and I'd take the tea in. There was until uh, very recently a dog track. 
uh, right there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know too much about anything. Nor I'm, I'm a South Shore boy. And then in town, you know, the sad thing for me, Nick, I love Boston so much. I never got to I never got to live there because I didn't I went to school right. somewhere else. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't I didn't get to uh, I didn't get to live in the in the city ever. Yeah. And but, you had kind of stolen valor on your part. <laughs> Go around wearing that Boston merch everywhere. The Boston Strong <laughs> yeah. shirt that I wear constantly. Um, I I'm but Quincy is next to Dorchester and and then Southie. And, and so it is in that. It's the one. It's one over. Yeah, yeah. It, it count, but I also say that I'm from Quincy. You know, you're you're very you're very uh, open about that. And it, I, I, I yeah, go for it. I was I will say when I went to school, it's it's this funny thing because when I came out here too, like I've said this to Nick before so often, like Chicago guys will be like, he's a Chicago guy. I love him. He like uh, he's one. And then like with a Boston person, they're like, I'm from Boston. I'm like, I don't know if I like you. Or not. <laughs> you might be an asshole. Like, there's a huge chance that you're you, that right. I don't like you. That's so funny. When I meet people from New York out here, I meet uh, from New York City, um, and that's a whole. There oh, are five yeah. oh, very God, distinct yeah. boroughs. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah, I know. I, there are five very distinct boroughs, <laughs> and they are delineated as such. And they name every one of them in the film Gotti with John Travolta. <laughs> I will Which say I this: I still have to see. Yeah. I hear. I hear. It's just you. Just need to see it. Yeah, that area is called the Deuce. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, not anymore, but it was that was its nickname in the. That's in the and it explains the show The Deuce. Yeah, that, there you I, go. Oh yeah, that's it what, hasn't been revealed in uh, what I've seen so far of the. Deuce. Oh, I <laughs> guess it hasn't. I just took it for granted. <laughs> I mean, you can actually see the block I grew up in in the opening credits of that show. Oh no that's way! Crazy. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch of, it more of uh, of of forty fourth between ninth and tenth. Uh, in the opening credits of The Deuce, and my wife sits on the couch next to me and goes, that's where your parents decided to raise you. <laughs> that's where your parents, in their infinite wisdom, said, we shall raise our only child, our single heir we will raise here. <laughs> was, it, was, it a t- was it a tough... That, yes, that's <laughs> it was the fucking seventies in the West Forties. I was three blocks from Times Square. It was crazy. That's in, that's so just because even just thinking of the, growing up in Boston in the eighties and like there was the combat zone in a couple places that were bad. Oh right, where was the combat zone? Was that Dorchester? Uh, Emma, help us out here. It was kind of it was kind of right close to em- your school. It's right where Emerson yeah. College is now. It's in. Do you know Boston well? A little bit. Yeah. It's um right downtown on the corner of the Commons of Tremont and Boylston. If you went down into Chinatown, and I got gotcha. up to like downtown crossing. Uh-huh. That whole area was the combat. Zone. It would have been crazy to go to to be in your when school I, at that when point. When I said I wanted to go to Emerson, my dad looked it up on a map and was like, "Oh fuck no, that's in the combat zone." And I was and like, "Let's just go look at it." But it's all clean. he didn't it's realize all, that it had Mayor Menino came in yeah. and Emerson bought up all those buildings and made it into their campus right. and it cleaned it up a little bit. Let, let yeah, me just Chinatown say, used to be really rough in Boston, right? Chinatown yeah. still is a little rough sometimes. I mean, like, there are certain bit, streets that you don't necessarily want to be on late at night. Interesting. Uh, there, there, but it's it's relatively safe walking. I mean, it's kind of like I mean how new york except yeah some areas i guess i mean you, it's a city you have to walk like you know you can't just like walk around like an idiot you have to know that you're you know in where city you're going and, and, like be aware of your surroundings right. easy but on the, the eye com- contact yeah, yeah no, the I commons is still there and the commons at night can mm-hmm. get a little hairy yeah obviously i mean it's like <laughs> you don't go into park. parks yeah exactly That's a public park exactly let, is, me, let me just say no, i just want to i want to yeah. say that once you said you can't just walk around like an idiot nick smiled and then started staring at me <laughs> Yes, of course I've walked around Boston like an idiot. I'll run past that. Let, let I me, have let to, me, don't worry. Let me, let me just say that like he, hearing you guys talk about this hyper-specific Boston geography, it must be how most of our listeners feel hearing us talk about Star Wars planets. <laughs> <laughs> when we launch into Kashyyyk and Dagobah and Endor, people are just like, oh, well, what the fuck these nerds are going on about? 
You definitely don't want to be. What is Mustafar? Oh boy. You what, is, what is Mustafar? That's the uh, first that's one what what me. Darth Vader's kind that's of plan where yeah, that's it. That's in the, that's the a lava episode world. three. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to be on Mustafar. You don't Stay. want to be out on Mustafar late at night. It can be. It can be a pretty rough place <laughs> like to walk around day with all that lava. Yeah. I think generally speaking. <laughs> The lava is, it, it, and then Darth Vader took up a home there. He he had, he had he a did. residence there. Well, for great a while. schools. <laughs> <laughs> Mu Mustafar U. <laughs> In thirty seconds, there will be a red bubble shirt that says <laughs> Mu. Thanks to that reference, someone on T Public is going to go buck wild with that. And now it stands for Marvel Universe. Anyways, it's the same difference, Nick. If you ask me. They're Marvel movies now. Mm, they're Star saying, Wars are Marvel. Crusade against the modern Star Wars. That's is, right. Which we're not going to spend Look, the next ninety I gotta, minutes discussing. I, I got into this whole thread here because I I remember being a boy in Boston and being like, oh, this is a city and this is nerve wracking and scary or whatever. And I can't imagine what's like seventies New York is. And just seeing sure. pictures of it and just blocks and blocks that are were, were nothing. And it was it, pretty scary. I won't insane. lie. To you. It, it took me years to realize how. <clears throat> How I have a mild, low-key PTSD from growing up there. And no disrespect to my parents. They meant well. And, you know, there is something kind of cool about being able to say I grew up in New York then. But, yeah, we came yeah. home to find our house ransacked twice. Oh, man. That crazy. sucks. You yeah, know, I got mugged a few times right. before I was 14. That's oh, no fun. I don't recommend that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are other grislier stories about things that happened to friends of mine that, you know, would really drag down this podcast yeah. quite a bit. Jeez. And so, yeah, it was it's it was a very um it was a strange place man it was a really really strange place this was you know ford to new york drop dead the city was in dire financial straits yeah um can i ask can i ask a weird question about this it is it is truly in it it i mean i know the answer already but i'm saying like does that does add character to a city right i mean i know it's not a good thing to have to to have people uh you know living in in bad areas and not living below the poverty line and 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 crime and, and murdered and, and murder and crime. I'm saying I'm saying that like they're they're people now though when they talk about New York they're like ah whatever it's Disney fied or whatever time. I don't Square. know. Well, first of all, I don't know who's middle class and living in New York. Frankly. Yeah, I don't that's know. a good point. I, it's yeah. nigh impossible to be middle class in that city. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, the pendulum has swung so far because so of gentrification to, that now, like, yeah, this this gritty, dirty area is now an M and M store only frequented by tourists. It's like yeah. I, I've even seen like a lot of the uh, you know a lot of the local establishments in in New York. A lot of the beloved local businesses have been driven out. Now it's like a Chase Bank or a or you know a, a Jimmy John's. You know, there's is corporate, Amer- is, corporate in there. is corporate America better than the way thing is? I don't know. I mean, that is I, I, of course it's better than murder. I guess right, but is it's it probably better than murder you know there's a there was a little pocket after Giuliani gets credit for cleaning up Times Square which isn't entirely accurate Times Square was was falling apart just because the free market said oh we have home video now you do not have to go into a room full of strangers and look at pornography yeah and so those theaters all closed very quickly Nick actually still prefers that method yeah I'm doing my best to keep them afloat (laughs) good for you good for you Um, there's something appealingly retro about that but it was a very clear thing of like just the free market will not sustain this these places are closing and there were all these empty old theaters there and I kind of wish they'd sold it to somebody maybe a little smaller than Disney or sold off chunks of it rather than the whole block Um, it it really changed and when you change Times Square you really did change. It just set this shockwave throughout the entire city. Yeah. 
And now I've got people who are getting priced out of Ridgewood, Queens, which is a tr- two trains and a bus from wow. Midtown. That's crazy. That's crazy um, to think about. You know, Mass Bath, places where like, oh, you live out there. Um, when I was growing up, you know, they were they were the hinterlands. They were still in New York City, but they were way the hell out there. And I know people who are having trouble who were looking at rents in L.A. because, yes, they are cheaper than living in New York. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, imagine those theaters when you first buy them. They were probably like giant spider webs. They were giant spider webs, <laughs> but they were also like old vaudeville houses, too. So you had these incredible old, you know, aside from whatever gross jokes you want to make about the floor. <laughs> They were these incredible old, like, proscenium houses that had wing space and all this cool stuff. And a couple of them had turned into legitimate theaters. That's, that's cool. great. Yeah. And a couple of them were, like, kind of, they kept the exteriors and turned uh, and gutted them and turned them into multiplexes. Or I think there's a Chili's. There's a there's a few places. Um, there's three actual, like, theater theaters on the block. Right. I don't know. I mean, I feel like. I wish it wasn't such an all-or-nothing proposition, Yeah, yeah. The, the transformation of New York. Yeah. I, I really wish there had been a slightly gentler transition. No more murder, but then also still middle-class yeah. families. Yeah. Also, a couple small businesses here and there wouldn't kill you. Yeah. Right. There's got to be a way for us to have like less crime, but also you know, we can keep the occasional mom-and-pop coffee shop open. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. That's uh, Yeah, it's sad. Well, also, speaking of which... Mm-hmm. When you went to college, you went up to, you moved away from New York City. Yes. And you went to a place that we both went to. Ithaca College. Uh, Ithaca College. That was, that was a great transition by me. That was good. All right. Thank you. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. I went to, I went to Ithaca because I wanted, I, I wanted something that would, and maybe you felt the same way. I wanted something that would be very, like, it's funny. You mentioned Emerson. I got into Emerson. That's where I went. And. They had a great program, and I didn't get into a ton of school, so it wasn't like you know sifting through a ton of offers this right. particular fall or this particular spring. But Emerson felt like, well, if I go to Boston, that's another big city. Yeah, I should really try and see what it's like to live somewhere small. Yeah, um, that's I did. I did feel similar that I was like, oh, this will be fun. This will be very collegey, and and then I don't know if I regretted. I mean, like. Once it starts snowing in October or something, yeah. then it's you're no, kind of like those winters oh. are brutal, those and they winters. last almost the entire year. It's really crazy. Oh, the year before I graduated, there was snow at the graduation in May. That's there was the, my freshman year. There was snow at the graduation in May mm. as well. It's, right. it's insane. Nick, you would absolutely hate it. I would. Yeah, I, I can't handle. I mean, I'm not like a cold. I'm a lifelong Southern Californian, so I do not take the cold well. Yeah, like I feel like we were just in, and I mentioned this on the show, but we were just in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. For or a recent live episode that should be out in the feed by now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I felt like I was walking in a walk-in freezer. It was like, it was so, and it wasn't even as cold as it gets there. It gets colder. Oh, it gets much colder. It's yeah. like, it was negative. It was like negative 40 today, like the in the last day or so. Oh, uh, that's like central Canada, right? That must've been brutal. Oh, yeah, it was that's awful. crazy. I can't even imagine what that's like. But you would, I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd get up in the morning, you'd yeah. take a shower, you'd go to your 8 a.m. class and your hair would freeze. Oh yeah, for sure. Your yeah. hair would freeze. Wow. You would show up with frozen hair for your 8 a.m. intro to poetry with Kevin Murphy, who I think is still teaching there. Oh not, yeah. Not the guy from Mystery Science Theater, although that mm-hmm. would have been awesome. Right. Jack, like Jack Nicholson frozen at the end of The Shining, frozen. Like, yeah. Wow. Like, it would really, it would really. You would have an actual icicle banging against your forehead as you're like <laughs> reading uh theodore retke and sylvia plath it was intense man yeah yeah it, so the wind also up there is was was very bad too though. i think a wind kills you because it comes off the lake and it hits us right at the top of that hill there yeah, yeah. it was um you know it's funny it, it's such a weird town it's so 
it's such a progressive community. They they have their own. This is always so hard to explain. I'm going to need somebody to help me out here. All right. They have their own currency. Okay. Yeah. Called Ithaca Hours. Yeah. Which you can use in um, local businesses. The city yeah. does. The Not city. The college. I think the I'm, city has its own currency. Yes. Um. They. I think I think the name of them maybe has changed. Okay, uh, but but yes, they they did. Yeah, to keep but, money local. Yeah, and to keep it in invested in the smaller businesses that are in that town. Mm-hmm. There was a McDonald's on the Commons when I was there, but that was it as far as like downtown Ithaca goes. There yeah. were. N- I have no other. That's chains. crazy because that, that that I think that maybe had closed, but then there there, there was. That is something that's changed. I went. I went there recently. There was like a subway on the commons. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. There used to be nothing. Yeah, there used to be just all locally owned restaurants and mm-hmm. locally owned. There's a comic book shop down there, yeah. and there were uh, there were record shops. Yeah, and uh, and the McDonald's <laughs> was kind of an outlier, but they were open really early, so you had like you know if you happen to be on the commons like six a.m. you would like some place would get you a cup of coffee or something. Right. I don't know if I ever saw the commons at six a.m. Actually, <laughs> I rode crew, so I did. I actually did. That's true. You were an early riser I was for an a time. Early riser for oh god, that would kill when I would wake up at like five a.m. and then go to bed at like nine a.m. Don't you have to do that for like because you're an actor? Don't you have to do that for an early call oh, yeah, sometimes? You do. Yeah. Bowie, how often are you up for like a, a, at the crack of dawn? A couple times a week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, a couple times a week. What is your routine when you're up that early and you're you're going to set and it's like five or six a.m.? I, you know what, I, it's really weird because I don't consider myself a morning person, right? But I do love having Olympic Boulevard to myself. It's amazing, yeah, for sure. When I'm gunning it because I, I have to go over to, to Century City to shoot, oh, and, man. and that can be a hike. And that if I have a a normal person's call of nine a.m., yeah. that's an hour. Oh, right. yeah, minimum that's an hour. Yeah. Uh, and that's an hour with ways taking me on these dangerous left turns through like, you know, Cheviot Hills or whatever. Yeah. God, um, that stresses me out. So I hate I, driving. <laughs> and like when I have to make a fucking unprotected left turn in one of these apps, d- give me the extra four minutes and let me take a major street with a protected left turn. Uh, what are you are doing you, to me? You're stressing me out. You're yelling at, yelling at the Waze ghost right I, now. The Waze ghost. I am with him 100%. Together. I am with, they, they, Waze doesn't care if I live or die. <laughs> that's why, that's, that's, that's why, the, that's why the, that is why it's a ghost. Because Waze was the guy who used his own app and got killed. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's dark. It's a dark history. The uh, uh, Yeah, so a 6 a.m. call is awesome. 6 right. a.m. call, I, I leave at like 5.44 and I teleport there. It's great. That is that is the that is the one thing that rules about the 6 a.m. call. There's, yeah, it's it's you never see the city like that. It's insane. It's funny. Most of, We have huge chunks of our crew that live uh, Deep Valley or the beach cities. And I was like, oh, God, that sucks. How do you? Oh, God, no, you're here first. You're first in, last out. Right. Yeah. Crew member, it's not an issue. You have a 15 minute commute either direction. Does not matter. Yeah. People coming up from Manhattan Beach can do. Yeah, can do it in the same under like under 20. It's insane. It's, Provided they're there first thing, which they have to be. Then they're all set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the damnedest thing. I, my thing with early morning. I wonder how you feel about this with early, very early mornings. Uh, and Nick, you uh, being on set or whatever, you get this. I don't yeah. love to eat. I don't like to eat early in the morning. I can't do it. I did my for my first meal is usually at lunch because it will yeah. it will upset my stomach if it's just if it's like if I'm up at five a.m. or yeah. something like that I I usually don't like to eat power bar and a cup of coffee yeah that's it yeah yeah and then I I just eat the casing my lunch comes in I eat the box <laughs> just <I'm> ravenous <laughs> by noon. <laughs> You know what I've been doing lately is I I'll do the AM banana that's why I feel like that oh that's my little bit of fuel. Hmm. Well, very, just, very minions. You're theme. saying because I'm because I like grew and the Despicable Me franchise and all the minions. You think that's what that's why I'm picking a banana? It's not for that. Just for John, that you, reason. You, you, Nick is. I'm aware. Thir- 
I know about 39, 38, 39, 38. Okay. I know about Nick saying there's a while there where I thought it was ironic. No, me too. No, no, it's pretty, it's pretty genuine. Yeah. No, there's no irony. I don't, I don't dislike the minions. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) I have children after all. Right. I enjoy the odd minion. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, that if you've been to the, you've obviously you've been to the three D ride at Universal. Yeah, it's uh, you have notes. You have notes. Look at you. <laughs> Holy shit! No, I actually look. It's not what you want it to be. I it? like Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. <laughs> um, what I would say is that I just find like the three D dark ride experience a little. It gives a little motion sickness, and oh, so definitely. like in terms of like sp- like spending time with my minion friends, I don't know. I, I like a physical ride where I could go on a track and sort of like you know wave at them, like maybe like even just something gentle. You, like hold the, on a second. You want like a small world style ride, you want like a yeah. Monsters Inc. experience, <laughs> exactly. At like California the, Adventure, like the Winnie the Pooh ride at Disneyland, something where you know you're, you're seeing some physical 3D models of them. That just might be fun. Have How- you done? I just did this for the first time the other day. Yeah. Have you done the Transformers ride at Universal? Yes, I've done it. It's exhausting. It is. It's it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. I actually had to close my eyes and tell myself it wasn't happening for a moment or two. It's 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 a, it's a, it's you're on a track moving and then also it is like 3D. Really good 3D. Yeah. Right. Did you really. find the all, you find the Allspark though? There uh, the Allspark all is the Allspark is about that is what it's about. It's all about the Allspark. Wow. You get eaten. people are fighting over the Allspark and you're you're a transformer and you you have arms that come out and it's a whole thing and uh but yeah the Allspark is like the McGuff that triggers the entire ride. Yeah. And um, they should it, just retcon MacGuffin into AllSpark at this point. It, <laughs> it should they really be the should. new term. <laughs> it is. It was. I'm a different man than I was before I took the Transformers <laughs> ride. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's, there's people who are changed coming off the, right. the ride. My metabolism is different. Like I don't <laughs> process grief the way I should. I'm, I'm just a very different man having done the Transformers 3D ride. Yeah. You, and, you and, and I noticed by- you, you, you parked a Honda fit at the curb and then it turned into you. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, Oh man, it's wild. There, you get eaten by like a big, robot monster mm-hmm. you get sucked into its mouth and you Why get does that happens because maggie sucks you into her mouth too on the simpsons drive you a get big, digi- well maggie gets uh mutated she she, she becomes yeah very she, big she wanders into uh something at the nuclear plant well, yeah she's not because grandpa simpson uh Is falls, asleep. falls asleep that's right that's a good script. The uh, the Simpsons ride, written by Matt Warburton, I believe. Oh, was that what? Yeah, for Warburton. Yeah, he's he's he rules. There's there's a lot of good jokes in that ride, yeah. and it has a lot of the same. It's it, but that's more like a California. Um, uh, what is it? Soaring California. Kind yes, of thing. right. You, know, yeah. you kind of go up, and there's some movement certainly, but it's not 3D, and you can kind of convince yourself that it's not happening. Happening, which I struggled with with the. Uh, with the Transformers ride. <laughs> I was about I was getting devoured by a car. There was that one great thing where you go through an office building. Yes. That, that's that is kind of amazing. That rules. The, I think with all those rides though, they kind of like fade. Like the Simpsons ride is like faded. No, like then uh, that's only just like not it's you like mean 10 the projection? Years old. Is that what yeah, you mean? I'm saying like, yeah, like like the screen like looks like faded and and not as good anymore. I'm sure the, the screen has some wear and tear. And yeah. I, I've also heard like that was like this was a big Roger Ebert crusade, is that he talked about the bulb that was used for projection. A lot of times they just like they'd run it for so long, mm-hmm. well well past the point where it would it, it, you know, it had dimmed. And so a lot of like you go to a lot of theaters and just the picture yeah. would just look dim because they this was back when they used film projectors. Um and because because they just weren't replacing it because it was expensive to do so. So that could be a similar sort of thing. It could thing. be what it is. Yeah. Back to Ithaca quickly. Yes, please. Uh, I want to hear some of your favorite spots to eat in Ithaca. Ooh, good question. Were you a, a shortstop deli person? Did occasionally. Yeah. Occasionally. Um, I love shortstop personally. Shortstop was good. Um, 
what was the place that just had a car drive into it a few years ago on the corner of the commons? Yusong, what uh, what place did you drive your car into? In the Gale House. Uh, mahogany Grill. Oh, Mahogany Grill. Madeline's? What, Madeline's. Madeline's. Wait, what are you doing? Yeah, Madeline's. Wait, oh, wait, 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 what? Oh, sorry. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, what just happened? I think he was running through the options of what could oh, have, of had what a it could have been. Oh, what it could have been. It was the place where it was literally at the bottom of the hill. And if you were coming down uh, the hill, coming down 96, oh. and you and you looked at that restaurant, you'd be like, well, it's really only a matter of time before someone loses control of their brakes. And, and, and it right. eventually happened. And it wasn't like a, it was and a on purpose thing just you know a car lost control and, and drove into it and um uh but that was a, a really kind of cute little place for good people watching when yeah. i was there uh there was a place called oh god what was the pizza place there was a decent like kind of new york style pizza place called started with an n um Wait, Napoli's. Was it Napoli's? Oh, yeah, Napoli's. Mm. They have great wings in Napoli's, yeah. Is Napoli's still there? Napoli's was... is still there. Is, is it the one? The, the, it's like off the commons, right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Napoli's, Napoli's is still there. Oh, good. Yep. That's nice. That was a really, that was a, like a nice slightly, not quite just, we're going to grab a slice, just a notch above that kind yeah. of pizza place. It is. Um, College Town Bagels was very reliable. Oliver's up in, uh, which was actually a deli that would do... Um, my band played there a couple times oh, in my senior year. Um, uh, what was the other place? My father went to Colgate, which is in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. It's only about an hour and a half away. And he used to go to Ithaca, and he'd get shit-faced at the Chapter House. Yes. Okay, yeah. Chapter, I never really went to the Chapter House that much, but that's like a famous one. Yeah. Chapter House is great. And as I said, I didn't drink in college, but they made their own uh, root beer and their own ginger ale. Yes. So it was yeah. a brew house, but they also made soft drinks that were really good. Yeah. I, ro- were- I rode against... Uh, I, I rode against Colgate. I, I rode crew against Colgate, and I was just thinking of how that sounds like the douchiest thing on earth that right. I rode. You know, I, you know why you're off the hook, and you're probably going to be able to finish my sentence, because yes, the crew guys were not great, Yeah, but who was worse? Worse than the crew guys? Oh, God. They uh, had their own house at the base of the South Hill when I was there, right oh, near not the anymore. Adams family house. Is it the lacrosse team? Bingo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fucking lax guys were <laughs> the worst people in the world. <laughs> there, were, there, were, there were a few crew guys I liked, but I didn't... I, I didn't I didn't get. I I didn't fit in with the. I didn't fit in really with anyone. Is the truth. I never have and never yeah. will. Or fit but, into most places physically. <laughs> Why would you? Why, would, you can't. You can't shame him for that on a show where you're all about chain restaurants. I do do it too I, much. I, I watched right. all of us just house several Little Caesars pizzas, and you're going to shame Mike for no, no. Honestly. I don't mean to do. Yeah, you know what? This is true. You're right. I should do that less. It's the gimmick. <laughs> It is the shtick. You are selling out the entire conceit of the podcast, essentially. <laughs> Fucking monster. So you know there's that Thank house that, that they tell freshmen is the Adams Family House at the bottom of the Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's not. Yes. But, but freshmen, before the internet especially, we'd be like, oh, okay, so the Adams Family House, cool, they shot it up here. No, they fucking didn't. <laughs> it's this beautiful well, Victorian. Like at the, and it's, it's really gorgeous to look at. It's really, right. really cool. They say, that Ithaca's, they say that Ithaca was like the first... Holly, if there was Hollywood before there was Hollywood, there was film production up there. Yes, which there, also what a terror! Like if that if they chose to have Hollywood in Ithaca, it would have been the worst decision. You have completely like different. Scenes. About three weeks where you can be outside <laughs> there, and there would still there would probably be about like three channels still now because no one would have gotten. They go up there and be like, "I'm not gonna be in entertainment. This is too cold. I'm out of here. <laughs> right? Su- it sucks." Uh, but Rod Serling was a was a, he taught it at, at uh, he was a professor. At Ithaca he was a for professor a at Ithaca, and he they they, they hold. His archives. They yep. hold the Rod Serling archives up there. Um, Ooh, spooky as hell, Nick. Uh, who, it is scary. Who was? Um, 
uh, a year ahead of me, but I didn't know him, was David Boreanaz. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. David Boreanaz was a 92. I didn't know him. But, Bo- Bones but it, himself. But it was my... Uh, he wasn't Bones. Yeah, the, 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 the Deschanel girl was Bones. I oh. say this having played a suspect on the show. <laughs> Wait, he David Boreanaz is not... Oh, no, he's other, not Bones. Oh, the other character is Bones. Yeah, that's the whole thing. CCH Pounder thing. also Ithaca. Uh, that's right. Um, CCH Pounder. I, she's I've, great. I've gotten a chance to speak to her about it. Yeah. I have... What are other Ithaca alums I've, I've spoken to who have gone on to? Andy Daly, I know, was there. And well, Andy, Andy Daly was, was my year. Andy, oh, was your, oh, okay. Andy Daly was my year. Secunda was a 92. Okay. And a guy named Terry Jin, who was a big New York UCB guy back in like the late 90s. He was, they were all Ithaca. Those are the guys who were like, oh, Bowie, you should try this. You oh, should. man. I, I owe them my career in no uncertain terms. A murderous row of entertainment professionals. I just feel bad that it really fell off. I'm the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the new. I'm like I'm like the Gremlins two to your guys Gremlins one. No, there's a lot of Broadway guys who came out uh, of Ithaca. Yeah, so you're not. No one's blaming you for the d- decline. <laughs> there's a lot of Broadway guys. <laughs> there, did you ever go to Moose Woods in uh, Ithaca? That's a, yeah, a I went to Moose Woods. Had the uh, the cashew chili over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's cashew chili. It's oh, arguably oh. the most famous yes. vegetarian restaurant in the country. Yeah, they yeah. have a cookbook that's pretty famous. That's been in like eighty printings. World or famous restaurant, Nick. It's How a- is this cashew chili? Is it's it good? It's not bad. That's not bad. That's the I've protein. Yeah, I've dealt with some because I've I've encountered a number of vegetarian chilies and and it is a dish that I I felt like the vegetarian version. I've never found one that's quite satisfying. No, listen, you got to go in there knowing it's cashew chili, right. And it will not fool you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's for what it is. It's like a hearty vegetarian stew. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you. That's one thing about um, one of the good things about Ithaca for me was that it kind of opened my eyes about vegetarian cuisine i tried a lot more stuff i yeah. tried tofu for the first time in ithaca um <laughs> I, it's weird you know it's because on the one hand it, it's such a progressive hippie town and mm. it's so spiritual and you can buy so many dream catchers in so many locations <laughs> in that town and there's the one hand and i've made this joke before but it, it's true there's the one hand you're like my god what a gorgeous progressive utopia and on the right. other hand you're like Put some shoes on. You're in a museum. You know, it's just there's this incredible 100 percent. And you are. I think we're allowed to have that sort of push pull of like, uh, ah, this is great. If you would just take a shower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then also and also then you drop in a a drop of of bro-y baseball hat wearing college guys, which I looked like when I went there. But I'm saying there's just a lot of that as well. I saw an extra layer of Ithaca because I I studied to be an English teacher and I did my my student teaching at Ithaca High. Oh, wow. So I went. Um, the reason I was on the commons at 6 a.m. a bunch my senior year is because I was up at the crack of dawn to get to school by 8 and bummed a ride with a. Because um, a, I didn't know how to drive yet. I grew up in New York City. I didn't have my license. Oh, yeah. And uh, a girl named Jessica used to give me a ride to Ithaca High School because we were both teaching in the English department there. We'd get there early before the kids got there. So I saw this huge. And Ithaca High is fascinating because yeah. it was. You had farmer's kids and you had Carl Sagan's kids literally Whoa. in the <sighs> same class. Carl Sagan's son had just graduated the year before. Man. And um, I taught uh, two sections of 10th grade, two sections of 12th grade lit. And it was it was really interesting because there were some really beautiful posh parts of Ithaca and there were some yeah. really shitty parts of Ithaca and there were there was public housing down near yep. um down near the not the lake but the creek uh what was that little I know what you're talking you about you know what I'm talking about yeah um where the r- railroad track is ding. basically yes yeah literally there was another side of the track yes. to uh, to yep. Ithaca and um 
So I got to see, and I, I remember like, like walking home with a bunch of kids one day just because we were all headed in the same direction. And I was like, well, I'm not technically a teacher. And I'm, we are all, we're all, I'll walk with these kids for a little while. And they, right. were, they were living in like really, really run down homes. Yeah. Um, in a part, in parts of Ithaca that I had never, that I'd only driven through. Yeah. So it was a really interesting, eclectic place. And it kind of slowed my heart rate in a way that I needed. Yeah. From coming from New York City. Yeah, it really did kind of like, you know, I still had all this sort of weird misdirected anger and, and stuff, but it was, it it calmed me down in a way that I think a, a, an urban university wouldn't have. Yeah. I, I can't tell if it calmed me down or got me more angry. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I wonder if it had the opposite effect on you. <laughs> I feel was, like this, this it makes me want to move to like, oh, I got to go to like a small cold weather town for a few years i gotta uh, get out of uh, by by rut of being in southern california yeah, your bubble your, Cal- your southern california bubble nick you know what i can in. recommend actually yes. having visited um if you want california's ithaca santa cruz oh yeah people oh, talk santa about cruz santa cruz cool. yeah with santa cruz you've been to santa cruz i've been to santa cruz did you get an ithaca vibe from santa cruz oh definitely yeah. right yeah there's something very and it is a there is it's a college it's a college town, town. Yeah. it's a big college town like yeah. a huge part of the town's economy our buddies and jordan it, morris uh jesse thorne both santa cruz alums that's, that's right. right we talked about it i did their podcast actually we talked about the comparisons between right. the two towns and there is something very laid back um yet still but not like venice california laid back yeah, and not like you know Hermosa Beach laid back. Yeah, laid back intellectualism mm, is what I think you would you would thrive in, Weiger. Yeah, and I think Santa Cruz and Ithaca have that in common, but you have uh, none of these snow issues. Right? Yeah, I yeah, think. Speaking I, of which, if you were in Ithaca at the time I was, I'd probably hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a question for you. Carl Sagan's was his uh was his son like a bully? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been amazing? No, I don't think he was. I think he was a, he was a good kid and a good student. Giving kids um, wedgies. That would have been fantastic, though. Oh, my God. You know what? Let's spread the rumor. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, Carl Sagan's kid. Vicious, virulent misogynist and uh, and just really uh, stuffed me into a locker and I was a student teacher. What the fuck? Hey, uh, the rumor hey. starts now. Yeah. If we're gonna if we're gonna uh, uh, bring up topics from 10 minutes ago to say a joke we've been sitting on, can I do the same? Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Bowie, your your dad went to Colgate University. What do you major in? Flossing. <laughs> Nailed it. Good stuff. Strong. Very, very strong. As Nowadays, you, you can you can, as you know, Nick. My father's no longer with us, but I oh, will. Nick. Uh, <laughs> Nick, what the hell? I apologize. You make this funny joke about his dad. I was coaching your team when it happened. Yeah, I remember, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> was that true? Yeah, it was actually. Yes. I, kn- I knew that. I know it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help. But bring a party down sometimes. It really is. Like, I've, I've said this before. The dead da- dad card is a very fun card to play. I my dad is dead as well. It's a, it's just a very it's a fun card to play, and it I do it really, to you a lot it too. Nick. Changes the ecosystem around you so abruptly, so abruptly. <laughs> so just a seismic shift in the room. Hey Nick, you know nowadays you could probably major in flossing anyways the other flossing oh, you mean the, the dance the, the kids do the Fortnite dance <laughs> and he just rubbed his eyes like just rubbed he's continuing to rub his eyes this isn't a visual medium but he is rubbing his eyes with a man who is like at the end of his rope at the negotiating table as as sm- as little surface area as there is for his eyes and as, as massive as his hands are 
Still getting a good rub in there. <laughs> I was embarrassed. I was very embarrassed by that joke. <laughs> Uh, so then you, you you did you you went down to the city you went back to New York City after Ithaca I did yeah and uh and you you, you stayed there for a few years before you came out here to L A yeah, was, yeah I was in I was in New York for another eight years I oh think. okay yeah, yeah. I, I moved back and I went back to teach for one year at my old high school mm-hmm. actually which was exhausting and um uh you know it might have been. Maybe if I'd taken a break and gone to grad school and then gone back, but I was 22 years old and right. looked about 18, and you know a bunch of the teachers knew me. There were a couple of students who were on the six-year plan who were like, oh, dude, you were in my gym class. I'm that's like, crazy. That's nuts. You shouldn't that's- tell people that, man. That's bad. <laughs> that reflects poorly on you. Don't tell people that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did that for a year. I was a, like a long-term sub, and they they weren't able to offer me like a full-time position. And, and I didn't like, it wasn't a, you know, security's going to show you out. I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to go at peace. This is, I, I'm technically being laid off, but it's really fine. I'm okay. I'm exhausted. I need to figure out what I'm doing. And uh, then, yeah, just like, you know, there was the band, and there was temping, and there was kind of all this 20-something stuff before all those Ithaca guys talked me into taking improv. Oh no way! Okay, yeah. cool. And it, uh, I got a so I keep saying I got a question for you. I gotta relax. It's all right. New York City. I mean that you. They they claim to have the best pizza in the world. Are you big? Ooh, are you yes. big? Are you big pizza person? I am. And are you like a New York slice guy? You can't be beat. Rays, famous Rays, or whatever. There's a million Rays. There's a million Rays. I've been I've been to the actual good Rays before, and it was good. Yeah, I, yeah, it yeah, was very good. There's plenty of Rays that suck. Yeah. There are plenty of rays that suck. And the idea that you, I mean, I am of the opinion that like bad pizza is still going to be pretty good. Even if, do you remember uh, Rogan's? Oh yeah. Rogan sucked, yeah, but it was Ro- still it, in a pinch. It would do. It worked. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Rogan's was this uh, chain, uh, not a chain. It was this one off place on right off campus. Yeah. And they did incredible business because you could get a pie and four small Pepsis for five bucks. And it was basically like, a, was it like a convenience store gas station? Uh-huh. Like it's, it's like a very, yeah, it was very much, but it was, and it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. It was food. not good though, Mike. but it was Come not on. good. It, it was not good. good. Right. It wasn't good. It wasn't yeah. really, it wasn't prickly spicy. It had no, like it was, it was just a pizza like food that yes. they would bring and took no time at all. And you didn't have to go all the way down the hill. And it was, was cheaper than Domino's. Yeah. And it was, uh, it, it would, and Napoli's didn't deliver and it was a whole uh, thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Rogan's, but still Rogan's got me through untold late nights at that place. Uh-huh. Um, there are crappy rays, uh, in New York, Yeah. but there was a couple of great places. There was a place, I don't remember what it was called. It's gone now. Anyway, there's a place right near central park that my mom and I used to go to all the time that it was like a buck 50 for a slice and a Coke. And that was really, that was a great deal even in the eighties. Right. Um, John's Pizza on Bleecker, the brick oven place. Okay. That's really good. That's a really good uh, kind of sit down. They don't do slices, but that's a really good sit down place. Pizza Box further down on Bleecker for just a simple slice thing. Okay. A lot of good places in the West Village. And then if you get over to Little Italy, of course, you're in really safe hands. All those places are really reliable. I've never I've never had like, besides going to that, like the original Ray's or whatever, I've, I've never had like the, the best of New York City pizza. I feel like I have to have mm. more of it. And even when I've gone over there and done whatever, Del Close Marathon or whatever, I just have never... 
And I know that Connecticut has a couple big spots on the list. Uh, right. Nick, we went to a place in Arizona that is, is ranked one of the best pizza spots. Pizzeria Bianco? Bianco. Is that what it was right. or just yeah. Pizza you Bianco? I can't remember oh, maybe Pizzeria pizza. or Pizza. It might be Pizza Bianco. I don't know. But the guy's name is just, is just Bianco. That's what it's called. You think it's some like fancy Italian word that means like, you know, like beautiful pizza or something like that. But no, it's yeah. just Bianco. It's just his name. But it, but the, the, it probably I, means something, though, if you go back to. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Okay. <laughs> We'll take a break. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Hey, Wags. Did you know learning actually makes a sound? Hmm. It's true. Listen. Wow. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, Wags. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world Mitch, I got to say, living in Southern California, living in L.A., you'll encounter some Spanish from, from time to time. You'll find yourself in an interaction. Of course. Where someone is a Spanish speaker. And I found it very helpful taking Babbel's lessons to just learn some real-life conversation skills so I'm not necessarily totally lost or feel like I have to be buried in a translator app if I'm having one of these interactions. It's really, really helpful. I now understand when someone's telling me in Spanish that our podcast is trash, that trash is basura. <laughs> Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Wow. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Wow. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash doughboys. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash doughboys, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash doughboys. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mitch, I got myself a dilemma. I already have everything. Why, this is the same dilemma every year. You got everything you could ever want. What do you get a man who already has everything? Mm -hmm. Well, put down the slippers, step away from the ties, and get your dad something unexpected, an Aura digital frame. Wow. Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. Add unlimited photos and videos and invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. You have complete control over who has access to your frame, and the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which ma many other digital frames require. Share photos or videos from any device, and they will instantly appear on the frame Wherever it is in the world, no memory card required. You know, I got my great aunt an Aura frame. That's very nice, Wise. <laughs> yeah, she loves it. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Father's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Mitch, you ever have something you really need to get off your chest? Hmm. I do, Wags, all the time. In yeah. fact, sometimes I got to get it off my chest to you. I, I sometimes use you or my friends when I probably should be talking to somebody else. Well, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Happens to me too. Happens to us all. Mm. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Wags. I've benefited from therapy every time I've been doing it. I, you know, I, I, I've done it for years off and on. Um, we've talked about it before. Yeah. It's a meant, it's like taking your mind to the gym. Mm, mm-hmm. Right. Getting the gunk out. You're feeling heavy. You got to talk stuff out. A therapist is always great to talk to someone. You know, you go through stuff. You don't even think about it. A couple yeah. years later. Hey, I got to talk to somebody about this. Right. You know? And it's also helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries and empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. That's right, Wags. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Doughboys. Welcome back to Doughboys. Our guest, John Ross Bowie, a native New Yorker. Our chain, a pizza chain, Little Caesars, based in Detroit originally. Uh, John, so we were talking about pizza a little bit before the break. Uh, the Detroit style pizza, which is one of the ones that we had here. You know what? Let's take a step back even further from that. You have never had Little Caesars before. This was your first time. This was my first time. Yes. Uh, what is wow. your, what was your overall assessment? Cause, cause you've had a bunch, I'm sure you imagine you have your share of chain pizza in your life versus sure. the, the, the great slices you had growing up in New York. You're going to ask what was overall assessment right now? No, I'm, I'm, I'm like curious, like, like how, like how did it compare versus you got the Domino's, the Pizza Hut's, the Papa John's of the world. Did you did you find it like in that sort of range? Did anything separate it? Well, all all chain pizza is going to have like what appears to be an extra layer of of grease which yes. is used as a preservative or something. I don't know why no. it's there, but so given that it's going to be very greasy, it um the crust is thinner, which I prefer as yes. a New Yorker than uh, your average Domino's, your average Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. And that puts it in uh, a little higher in my estimation than a lot of those other chains, I have to say. Interesting. I, I prefer a thin crust. I agree with that. I, and, and Domino's, cr- like, if, especially if you get just the, the regular plain Domino's pizza, it can be almost tough sometimes. It's, it's, it can be, like, tough to get through. I am inclined to agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, although, as much as I like Domino's, Me and too. Domino's, for what it's worth, it did best uh, Little Caesars among the many That's other true. combatants in last year's Dave Thomas Cup, Munch Madness, uh, the Tournament of Champions. Uh, it, mm. it won It won pizza. It won the pizza competition. It won the slices right. Um, but uh, I think I think that, that Little Caesars is, <laughs> is quite good, and I I, I like it quite a bit. I'm a fan, and I will say that this is a big thing. Let's start with this, yeah. Because okay. the thing that kind of transformed a Little Caesars, or, or at least uh, accelerated their trajectory and 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 sort of reinvigorated the chain, was in 2004. They introduced the hot and ready pizza. Their five dollar full pizza that's just like you walk in there and it's just ready to go. You can walk out with it in five seconds. Um, and from that point forward, they added a whole bunch of locations. They got over five thousand nationwide right now. Yeah. Uh, they they really they really kind of exploded there because they were like the the most value conscious of the major pizza chains. The the hot and ready cheese we got 
Uh, which, which, by the way, is it's is huge. It's, I mean, it's like huge. It's that, a big pizza. No, but but no, but no. I'm saying I'm saying just the idea of of having five dollar pizza. Having a five dollar pizza that you can get, and you, you've got like maybe uh, you've got a family, and you're trying to feed them on a budget. The idea that you get one or two of those and have enough food is ten dollars to, to feed go. your family is yeah, it's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, I think the hot and ready cheese is, and you know, like they it only comes in a couple of varieties, but I think the hot and ready is a good pizza. I think it's very solid. Yeah. Like right, like what? What did? What did you I, think, I, I think? I think. I think definitely taking price factor into the the the, the, the amount it costs into it, especially. Right. I think it's it's good. Yeah, it was solid. It was a solid chain pizza. Um, it um, uh, had a just a little. I mean, it's it's again chain, so it's not gonna have a super kick to it, but it had a little bit of a uh, little spice to it, and it was nice. It was um uh. You know, that thin layer of kind of grease that made it a little crunchy on the bottom, which I don't necessarily mind. Yeah. Thinnish crust. I, I kind of want to talk about the other ones we ordered, though. Yeah. The Hot and Ready, all due respect to the Hot and Ready and, and the wonders that it's doing yes. for the working class. I, I want to, uh, I, I, there was some very interesting. There, there's, there, we, we got we got some weird ones. Yeah, we'll, oh. we'll get into this selection. But Mitch, Mitch, real quick, your assessment of the Hot and Ready. I, I like the Hot and Ready. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was a good... It's basic, like you guys are saying, kind yes. of a, a basic slice, but it was it was good. Absolutely was, gets the job done. Gets the job done. No, nothing objectionable with it. I would compare it favorably. I think the Costco is better. The Costco pizza is better, but it, it's really? in that same sort of... Yeah, I'd rather have a Costco slice. But the, Really? Here's my thing is that I, I like the Costco slice. You yeah. want me over on the Costco slice, but there almost feels like there's too much going it's on the Costco very, slice. It's very, very doughy, and that's yeah. what you have to like consider about the Costco pizza, but at, like the, like at, that, at a similar price point... And, you know, like it, it, it's just something that you can there's very filling on a budget and is very like very kind of like down the middle pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think it absolutely accomplishes a similar thing. Um, but rank them as you see them. Uh, the, yeah, let's talk about these other pies. The thin crust veggie. Uh, so this is uh, green peppers, onions, mushrooms, black olives and Italian seasoning. What do they call that? They call that the uh, the tavern cut. When they've they've got like the they, oh, they yeah. cut it into rectangles yes, whatever yeah. whatever that is the pub cut um it is a, uh, a and uh, this one is you know like if if you haven't had their thin crust it's similar to the Domino's thin crust just like that sort of wafer thin um yeah uh, you know like like with the, these square ones that you get the middle portions that don't have any crust at all and you get the edge pieces that are a little crustier uh, uh Bowie what did you think of this one yeah, a little mild and the thing about a a chain restaurant giving you uh vegetables on their pizzas they're not gonna be the freshest for sure absolutely but uh, you know what I think they, they they do do a thing though with with their veggie option is that it's mostly olives <laughs> Yeah, a lot of olives, a lot of olives, and, and then the olives. mushrooms, and what was what were the what were the other some veggies? Peppers? Yeah, maybe some peppers. Yeah, and I, and hey, you know, I mean, I love olives, and maybe some of our listeners out there also love olives. Hashtag, I'm a Popeye. I knew you were gonna do that. You piece but, of God, I knew it was coming. But you know, I uh, I like, but it is like the dominant element of this. And if you don't like that, I'm a wimpy for sure. <laughs> yeah, hashtag, I'm a wimpy. If you'd prefer a cheeseburger. <laughs> On Tuesday, that your friend paid for uh, to some black olives. Um, the uh, the I thought I thought though the the you know I like the green peppers on it. I thought that nice quantity of green peppers, some good Christmas doing. I just realized that you're kind of like Popeye. Natalie is kind of like olive oil, and I'm like Bluto. <laughs> Except you also don't have a power where you eat spinach and turn strong. No, I get spinach and I eat you spinach f- and have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a power unto itself. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> don't sell yourself short. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, like this one's not the most. It, it, I, I guess what it comes down to with, with you're a vegetarian and you're eating at a chain pizzeria, do I want the veggie or do I want the cheese? Because those are pretty much the directions. It you wasn't terrible. I, I, I agree. Terrible, I agree with you that like you're not going to get the. It, it's heavy the on the olives for a reason. I think. Because, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They're just so bad. They're going to go. Um, right. Yeah. yeah I. Uh, it was. It was fine. It was a solid. You know. A. A, a solid little vegetarian option yeah i also think too that italian seasoning however much they're using it they're they're laying it on a little light i didn't really taste the difference there versus the other one seasoning wise fair um the deep deep dish okay three meat treat yeah and here we're getting their branding a little bit there's a lot of you know the pizza pizza thing which was a you get uh, uh, do you guys remember the i mean you guys you guys remember the little caesar's ads no sure. doubt i mean they're they're still airing they're them. still airing them yeah, yeah but they they've kind of all ha- always had the same sort of tone this sort of like offbeat sort of uh you know uh ironic surreal tone that i like i always i've always enjoyed them i've always thought, found them very very entertaining can i, I can i I, yes. I was going to save this for my wrap up but i might as well do it now uh there's no other the noid is gone there's no other pizza That's mascot that There's we can root no for. No other pizza mascot. Yeah. Who who's the other Papa John we both don't like. Papa John just a bad man. A bad guy. A bad man and the pizza the sucks too. I'm sorry. Yeah. That pizza's yes. not good. I'm not I, honestly I'm not letting my my confirmation bollet uh, bias or my politics cloud that he makes <laughs> shitty pizza. Yeah, it's bad. We we one forked it. I mean, it, it was pretty. It, our our last experience was pretty unpleasant. Um, see, the little Caesar Caesar is he's the uh, he's the the only he's the only one there is. Unless you're counting the uh, the frozen pizza mascots, and okay. you've got you want to throw in the Red Baron and, and uh, oh come on and Mama Celeste. What is this, Mama and, Celeste? And the Tony's Pizza Chef, Mama Celeste. <laughs> fuck out of here with Mama Celeste. <laughs> Who the fuck is Mama Celeste? <laughs> Mama Celeste is an iconic frozen pizza I know, mascot. I know. No, that is that Oh, and is then there's crazy. you know Senor Stouffer. What are you even talking about, dude? Come on. <laughs> Mama Celeste is a sweet old Italian lady. You've never heard Mama Celeste talk. You've never. I mean, maybe back in the '80s there was a commercial with Mama Celeste. I have zero recollection. Yes, this I is was insane. a massive consumer of television at the time. I have no <laughs> recollection of a Mama Celeste mascot. I, any personification of Mama Celeste, aside from a picture on the box, is eludes me entirely. <laughs> I know she's basically Livia Soprano, but of pizza. <laughs> Borderline um, personality disorder. Yeah. <laughs> Son wants to kill her. <laughs> CGI, but ready in seven CGI for that last creepy episode. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I always like the marketing, and, and Pizza Pizza was part of it, you know, and and that's sort of because so a lot of their branding has mm-hmm. things doubled up, and this is one of them: the deep deep dish three meat treat, a Detroit style deep dish pizza with pepperoni, sausage, and bacon. This is what I was going to ask as we we're coming back from break, John. Uh, Detroit style pizza. How do you, do you have an opinion on that? I, I normally don't dig the Midwestern deep dish thing. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. So it's toppings to toppings for me. But Got if you it. put the right topping on it, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Um, but it's not something I seek out for some reason. I, I really like the, um, uh, I just feel like you're going to get more flavor if you've got a thinner crust. I gotcha. I, 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 it becomes, it becomes very bready. There's a lot, there's, you have to have a big base of dough to make the deep yeah. dish work. I do. I think I, do. I, I enjoyed that though. I have to say, I enjoyed yes. the, the, the three meats. I, I dug it. I rem- I remember the first time these commercials were on for these things. And Harris Whittles, our, our, our old friend was like, that looks good as hell. I'm going to get it. Yeah. And he got it and he brought it up to his house and I tried a piece and I was like, this is really good. It's really, really it's good. good. It's, uh, it's, it's like, but, and I was like, that's shock. I'm shocked that like, 
I saw this commercial. I was like, that looks good. I wonder if it would taste as good as I think. And I tried. It. I was like, it tastes just like how I thought it would. It that quickly. That like, yes, it like paid off immediately. That is very satisfying. It was it was it was great. It was one of like the yeah. first times that I feel like that's ever happened. Uh, and I like that square style a little bit more than Chicago deep dish. I think that that it's not. Uh, there's not as much going there's oh boy Chicago- mitch you are saying this like a week in front of our chicago live dates oh, <laughs> you're gonna be pilloried when you arrive there <laughs> wearing your boston celtics hat <laughs> there's the chicago deep gonna dish. ride you out on a rail there, that's like still that's like almost like hockey rink pizza or something we do the the deep dish square it's yeah like, i gotcha it's still substantial but it's not like chicago like where you eat one slice i mean this is it's not stuffing as, and it's filling, not as casserole yes it's it, it this this will fill you up but it's it's it still feels that's like that's a really good way to, I mean, that might be my beef with with deep dish and i say this with the safe knowledge that i'm not going to chicago with you <laughs> I, is that it's it's casserole well right. put yeah i and, and i don't think i i, I you're a wordsmith wider okay. i've always felt that about you oh and thank I, Thank you for saying that. I, I feel like casserole is exactly my beef with uh, with the Midwestern deep dishes. God, he's gonna be so proud of this wordsmith thing. <laughs> I, I just said I didn't. I don't think I've coined <laughs> calling it ca- a casserole like thing. But, well, uh, it's the first time I've heard it. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. I will take the praise. Um, um, the, the, uh, this, is, this is based on there, there's Buddy's Pizza in Detroit. Yes, which is uh, which is great. Which is basically the same thing. The, the square deep dish. It's very right. good. I will say that you know this is a place that originated in Detroit. Uh, and uh, so I, I think they're trying to honor their, you know, yeah. their heritage a little bit with offering this. And I think it is a good execution of it. Yeah. I've said this on the podcast before. Whole Foods, specifically their 365 brand, has a very good Detroit-style pizza. Oh, yeah? And if you ever want, like, a value slice, uh, you know, I, I think that's a that's a really, really good option. Um, but this is, like, and this is not quite that level of quality. It's also quite a bit cheaper, uh, even though the, the, whole, the 365 one is still, like, you know, like, relatively inexpensive this is this is this is definitely more of a budget option um but this is still good this is a good chain execution of a detroit style pizza and i say that as someone who's never been to detroit and may never go to detroit probably not yeah you probably will never go i've been to detroit have not had the pizza enjoyed it yeah it's it's quite nice but the i mean no authentic detroit to compare it to i enjoyed what what we had today it's it's pretty it does pretty well i mean buddies is amazing but it does really it does it does a really really great job am i the smith of anything the smith of anything? Yeah, wordsmith. I can have something like that too, right? Uh, <laughs> we'll come to it. You're rubbing your eyes again. Is there something there? Eye smith. Eye smith. Eye smith? Like you forge eyes? It's like something from a nightmare. I just got jealous of your compliment. That's all. I couldn't There's help myself. There's nice things to say to Mike, you. I'm very fond of you. All oh, right. Thank you. Mike, I'm very fond of you. I, I go back a little bit with Nick, but I'm very, very fond of you, Mike. I appreciate that. Thank you. Can we get to the headliner of our of our, of our pizza experience? Of course. We yes. absolutely can. Yes. This is so, the thing that you guys, you guys sent me the menu. Yeah. And I honestly don't know that I've ever looked at a Little Caesar menu. And this one leaped out at me because it combined two things that I love very much. Uh-huh. And I think did so with a great deal of panache. So this is one... I agree. I agree. Yes. yes this is one that is... Uh, it, it's offered only, uh, you know, occasionally. This is this is back, maybe just for a limited time. Maybe oh, it's a permanent it, addition it's, for the menu. Is it their McRib? It's been off the menu, it's, I think, since 2015. It's whoa. a very recent return. Very recent return. Yes. And, we, and it was such like, it was an, enough of an event when they brought it back. And at first, it was like kind of a soft launch of it. They, they, they sort of like uh, uh, brought it back without announcing it. And what 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 are you grinning at? <laughs> Nothing. Just you saying soft launch just made me laugh. 
What are you What are you picturing with soft <laughs> Nothing, launch? Nothing. I swear. Why would that make you laugh? You know who's talking right now? The Ithaca crew team. <laughs> <laughs> the Ithaca crew team is who's talking to me right now, Mike. You're better than this, man. I just feel like Natalie maybe has witnessed a few soft <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Jesus. I see my friend oh, Nick right. Weigers on the dais. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that would even work out anatomically. <laughs> I, think that, I think that would work. Um, so the pretzel crust pepperoni. Yes. We tested the, the stuffed version of this, which has a cheese stuffed uh, uh, exterior uh, with our buddy Ryan Meharry on a recent Doughboys double episode. Uh, mm-hmm. This is just the, the, the va- I mean, I'll call it, it's not vanilla flavored, but it's the vanilla, the regular pretzel crust pepperoni. Um, I'll, I'll read the menu description. A large buttery soft flavored I'll take it again. A large buttery flavored soft pretzel crust pizza with creamy cheddar cheese. So- the fuck? It's only- we're, we're gonna keep all these takes in. It has the creamy. It has a creamy cheddar cheese sauce in the description. Is that on the pizza? Yes. So they have the sauce on the pizza as well. Yes. Not in the crust. Okay. Not, Mozzarella, Munster cheese. Well, there, if, if you have the stuffed crust, the, there is cheese within the the pretzel crust. But yes. No. But what I'm saying is, like, was this cheese sauce present spread on the on yes, this, this it's slice? On, it's on the pizza. Okay. That's so what's going on? There. I didn't there's, quite notice there's that. There's no tomato sauce on that pizza. Oh, that's yeah, right. It is sauceless. There, yes. It's it's it, there's there's no marinara on there. There's nothing. There's no tomato product on the pizza. Weirdly, it, I can't stop thinking about it. It's really. It's really good. It's crazy how it's good the only it one is. I doubled up on. Yeah, I had one of everything, but I had two of the pretzel, and I can't stop thinking about it. It's so, it's so, it's very, very, very good. It, it's, it's everything I like about pizza, and then it's on a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. We were, we were saying that this is. This is this is a meal not for slugs because it's it's very salty. Right, we were saying that. Uh, we did. It, it was, no, I, was, I, I have not. I'm not going to quench my thirst until the weekend. I'm sure. I'm not. I feel. I feel like a piece of beef jerky right now. But I. I am. I regret nothing. I. It was, did, did, did you like the salt factor? Because I think so, the salt factor. You song. You're really turned off by that salt factor. Too salty for you, song. Too salty for you, song. Very salty, but I, I, you know, part of the journey, you know? I mean, listen, it's it's got pretzel right in the name. You're going to expect a certain baseline of salt, I think. And, man, I was... I was there for it. <laughs> I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I can't. I, I. I. It's very, very, very good. We were. We said this, Nick. This is the sort of thing that if you bring this to a Super Bowl party, mm-hmm. you're, you're the hero. You're a I agree. hero. I agree. You are the. You're a hero. hero. I swear, Absolutely. you are a hero. No matter who wins on the screen, you have won the party. Bring two. If you brought two or three of these two, you, you and because they, it doesn't even have to be the main dish. Just grabbing a. Sl- it's great. It's. It's great. It's really good. I bring them to a brisk. They're fin- it's phenomenal. <laughs> so good. So the thing I that think Yusan's getting brisks because <laughs> <laughs> he's young. <laughs> what was what was your theme of your bar mitzvah again? Nervous. Nervous energy. Nervous energy. <laughs> So yeah, I, we had and we talked about this with Meharry a little bit, and he brought you know he was he was pointing out how the salt is not just on the crust; it's on the pizza itself. It's uh-huh. on the slice. So there's it's it's aggressively salty. Yes. You have to like salt. I, I like salt a lot. I and, and I think this is uh this is just a fucking uh, you know I, I use this uh this formulation a lot on the show. I think this is a home run. It this really is. is. A, this is like the this is such a fucking well done gimmick pizza. Yeah. I had to have the fact that it was tomato sauceless. Less, yeah, tomato sauce less pointed out to me. I didn't miss it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, did not miss you. Don't it. you don't miss it? It's 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 hard to t- it's so 
it has such a great flavor to it that you you just, it just does it just goes over your head. There's I, so much else going on with the three cheeses and right. the rich pepperoni and that pretzel crust, man. I the the sauce was an afterthought. No biggie. Yeah. I'll also say on the crust, I think they do a great job of not making it too pretzely, particularly yeah. the the uh, you know the actual uh, 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 underside of the pizza part, underside of the slice part, because. Uh, the the basis of the pie you have like pretzel buns sometimes and i feel like pretzel buns oftentimes are just too like crusty and pretzely they're bad. too hard and too hard yeah but this one had a good softness you want throughout. the soft chewy quality of the pretzel yes. yeah yep yeah I, it, delightful and they're, they're, it's the, the pretzel buns are too thick to go through no no pretzel is as thick as those pretzel buns right for yeah. sure yeah. agreed agreed yeah this is this was the the clear winner of the bunch um we also had the some crazy bread uh breadsticks with butter and garlic sprinkled with parmesan cheese had a little bit of marinara dipping sauce uh, which you guys may or may not have have taken advantage of what are the hey, hey you song can we get a quick inventory of the other dipping sauces we had over there i know we had like the creamy garlic um we had the jalapeno cheese right oh i should we had, a, we had a ranch dressing and a buffalo ranch and a buffalo ranch that's it and the marinara and 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 mitch you just shot that buffalo ranch right <laughs> i didn't do shots of the buffalo like shooter like i like i shot it like a yeah. like a liquor just shot it back god um the, i'm my, after you guys go <laughs> <laughs> it's mitch's house man <laughs> uh, the crazy bread i feel like every uh, breadsticks i feel similarly to garlic knots sure why bother like why? Like just have more. I'd rather have another slice of pizza than a, than some crazy bread or or like, make like really good garlic bread. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's got to be dynamite. Yeah, this but one, I, I'm inclined to agree. It's all pretty cardboardy to my taste. This yeah. feel this feels like leftover dough that they just. It's an a price save. Like you know, they 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 they, they make the pizza. They they create the pizza crust, and right. then they have this leftover dough. They turn it into into breadsticks. It's like then. that candy nerds. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's you just know. it's it's ex, it's extra. It's I get, we could we could write this off as a law, so we could try to like it's a thing. It's yeah. oh they're they're outcasts. They're oh they're nerds. Great, sell it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's what I feel like with with crazy breadsticks and uh, and I have a friend. Buddy of mine from Ithaca, Mike Falloon. Uh, he's actually from Syracuse, but he went to Ithaca with me, and he was a drummer in, in my band, who Hell was yeah. the dough master at Pizza Hut, which is an actual title. Whoa. And he uh, he said, "Yeah, it's absolutely what we think it is. It's just it's just it's excess crust. That's all it is. That you're, makes sense. You're being scammed. Yeah, little well, insider intel. Hey, th- he's the dough master. We're the dough boys. He's technically our boss." <laughs> He would love it. He would love a check or two. It wouldn't. It would be great. <laughs> hey, we gotta do a kickback to the dough master. He needs his six points. Um, the uh, yeah, I, I think that. I mean, if you're gonna call it crazy bread, do something to it. It's yeah. it's it's not. It's crazy in the way mm. that like I don't uh, like how mean you're being right now. I no. I like. I love Little Caesars. It, this is crazy in the way that like you're like a, a you know your friend at the office is like like yeah people around here saying I'm weird and it's just like <laughs> all right. Like, but how do you wait? How you do you like, know that Little Caesars isn't even a part of this? Jo- like, what do you want them to do to this? You want to pour chocolate on it? How do you want do it to be crazy? I just mean like do something a little bit more. It doesn't have to be outlandish. It doesn't have to be like inedible. But do, do give uh, it a little extra. Give it a little, a little, make it a little spicy you, or you something. You prefer that it's just make be it a called cheesy. You want it to just be called bread. You'd be called regular bread. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I, I, I guess I get it. This bread's not being fifty-one fifty. That was what I'm saying. Um, the uh, <laughs> Caesar wings we also had uh, oven roasted. Uh, you have to remember that the place is called Little Caesars, and this isn't like a Caesar flavoring. Uh, mm. These are just their straight up wings. Uh, traditionally seasoned oven roasted wings is how they described them. 
forgettable for me. It was a wing. Yeah, yeah it was. A, it was. It was. It was. I didn't put any sauce on it, which is my bad. I probably should have sauced it up. I probably should have tried that jalapeno, uh, whatever they had there. I will say that jalapeno cheese sauce. I think is like eh, I don't love it. It's it's like movie theater caliber. It's oh, not, really? It's not a great cheese sauce. Mm. The, the garlic dipping sauce is pretty good. Uh, their ranch is very solid. Uh, but yeah, I, I, some of the some of their, their sauces are hit and miss. I, I thought it was like it, it, it kind of has the like soggy kind of chewy wing like but like all the dominoes or every other wing that gets delivered yeah they're very tiny and small they're small you're very small but i will say that yeah which kind of is like oh man that must have been a small chicken or a young chicken or something i don't know yeah the veal of chickens (laughs) possibly possibly these chickens are having bad lives that's what you that's what you feel when you're tasting them for sure but but I, i i will say that it didn't have the taste of it wasn't bad. Like sometimes you can bite into those and they like will taste almost metallic or something. Right. Like they'll, they'll be very, but I've had some Domino's Buffalo wings that make me feel sick as soon as I bite into it. And these aren't like that. They tasted okay. Just kind of not great. They yeah. just weren't great. Yeah. They're not great. They're and not great. I would, I would skip them. I would, I would say don't get them. I don't think yeah. there's any reason unless you, unless someone is demanding wings and little Caesars is the chain of choice. Yeah. Uh, don't, someone don't is bother. refusing to do carbs. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You you would have to eat like thirty of those wings. I feel like they're they're oh, so yeah. small. Even yeah. a full order is not a meal for one person. It's they are they are very very modest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the full. Did I miss anything? That's the full roster of op, of of items we had. Yeah, yeah. We had the we had the four pizzas. We each had some slices of. We had the crazy bread and the and the and the wings. And that's most of what Little Caesars offers. The only thing we missed, Mitch, is the the extra most bestest. The extra most a, bestest we didn't do, which we've we've eaten. We ate it last year for the pizza tournament. We did, and it, it's good. And it, it, it basically here's, it's just here's, like a, here's here's the bad thing. It's really good. We should have got we should have gotten you on. <laughs> fuck <laughs> what what is it that is extra and most bestest about it there's more cheese on it more uh, top more toppings i do like yeah. more cheese when more, i was more actually cheese, more toppings when when uh, our buddy mike hanford and i were working together on a uh a, a, in, a, in a writer's room last year mm-hmm. was that last year the year no like last year uh we uh we went to a little caesar's and he asked the uh, woman working there how the extra most bestest was and she was like it's too much for me and I think that is the assessment of some people of just like it, it's, it's like a little overloaded. Huh. It's a yeah. bridge too far. For yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Right. I disagree with her big time, but oh well. Yeah. Well, for Mike Mitchell, more is more when it comes to food. <laughs> you saw and laughed at that one. <laughs> he covered his mouth. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you. He knows you're not the one who signs his paychecks. <laughs> Paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> By that I mean vouchers for classes at the UCB okay, theater. I Phenomenal. Get <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's get to our final thoughts on Little Caesars. Uh, so, Bowie, here's how this will work: We'll each go around, give sort of a closing argument, if you will, in reference to this chain, and then give it a rating from zero to five forks. Yeah, uh, you're a guest. We will begin with you. Okay. Um, you know, I, I. I think you get a lot of bang for your buck with these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I appreciated the crust work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I um, there's one five blocks from my house, maybe. Wow. Um, that I've never been set foot in, and uh, you know, in a pinch, that might change now. This uh, this might be a, a place that I go to. Um, I, I can't I gotta come short of five. Mm-hmm. Right. 
um, for because I'm really just talking about how obsessed I am with this limited time offer of the pretzel crust. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know, so that does keep me from going all in on Little Caesars. Yeah, um, but uh, a solid four. Four four. That's a great score. Very good score, especially from someone with a lot of experience eating pizza. Uh, Mike Mitchell, your turn. Uh, pizza, pizza, Nick. The chain so nice it says it twice. Oh boy! God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get that. Get back to work on those eyes for a bit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I feel like this is Mitch's last show? <laughs> I was gonna try to make some joke earlier about how you should be a, you should become the guy at Brisks, the man. a moil, <laughs> saying I should be a moil. Time out. Did you call them Brisks? I did call it Brisks. Listen, I understand you're from like, Boston, but <laughs> my wife is from Boston. There are Jews in Boston. I pro- I pronounced it like the iced like the iced tea Lipton iced tea. <laughs> it was a ceremonial circumcision themed iced tea brand. Uh yeah, Moyle. <laughs> um the chain so nice you say it twice. Uh look, growing up I didn't have little Caesars. There was just none in Quincy. I I, I so I didn't I get to experience it. And I'm I'm sad and I always I always liked it. I always liked the little Caesar guy. He had a big spear and his pizza would flip over and it would go through and there would be a lot of fun. The pizza pizza deal came around. Not only is he one of the la- not only is he one of the only maybe the only uh, pizza chain mascots. He's one of the last mascots in general. It's true. Ronald's gone. Ronald McDonald, they, they phased out. He's not gone, gone, right? I mean, he'll be. I still haven't seen him in a commercial in forever years. Yeah, man. I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, he's all but obsolete. Yeah. Mascots are gone. Right. This place still got little Caesars. He's still going. It's great. I, lo- I He's a fun little guy. The pizza's great. The whole concept of 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 taking out I like that. I do. I, I appreciate that, that you go in and you grab the pizza and, you, and it's it's kind of it's old fashioned. I do wish that there was some delivery service because I would probably get Little Caesars more if there was. Boy, that's a thing we sh- we I'm glad you brought up because that's the thing we did not touch on. And that is a key differentiator in a bad way for Little Caesars. It yeah. does not deliver. You have to pick it up. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. You have yeah. to pick it up. Very good point. See, the problem is that I'm also near a, a pretty authentic pizza place. Yeah run by a New Yorker place called Village Pizza. Oh, um, God, oh, wow. Yeah, Village is probably one of the best in L.A. Yeah, Village is good. And th- they do deliver. So that really, I might knock it. I mean, I might knock it down to a three for that. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, my God, no. Three, <laughs> do we do fractions or we just do? We, we, oh, yeah, three. And a, you can do, you can do, you can I'll do. I'll do three and a half because I'm feeling <sighs> generous right now. But I, I hadn't realized that they don't deliver. That really oh, is, uh, that really kind of screws the pooch for me because, now I've got two choices that are almost equidistant from my house. Right. I mean, how do I? I mean, come on. This is Jake's. I wow. feel like I'm in Julius Caesar now, Nick. This is dramatic. <laughs> this is. I, 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 do I know what Julius Caesar is about? Not really. This is. It's. It's a one Shakespeare work that I don't really know that well. But. Uh, <laughs> just the it's one. The one. Really? Yeah. It's but, the one. You're up on King John and Winter's Tale. <laughs> Winter's Tale. I. I Time t- of Athens. That's your. That's your shit. Can I quickly say I try to read Winter's Tale every night before I go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I can't believe that I just did this. You can do three point seven five too if you want. 
Uh, it didn't work. Here's the here's what's going on. Mitch is, Mitch likes Little Caesars. We have at the four fork threshold. It's the Golden Plate. There club. is you're eligible for something called the Golden. And that's Plate okay. Club. I the not being able to pick that that's huge. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big. It's a big. It's a absolutely big, big, big factor. Big, big part of this chain. I kind of appreciate it in a way, and then also it is a pain, and I would get it if it was delivery. Those pizzas would be they would be great to yeah. get a few of those things delivered. Uh, I like it a lot, though. I think that yeah. the price point is great. I think that there is a, a factor with Little Caesars where it's better than you than you think it is, mm-hmm. uh, which I think Maybe. is which was works in its favor. Sure, um, partly but, because it's so cheap. You mean? Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's a chain I didn't have growing up. But I kind of I've, I I not that I needed it, but uh, but uh, but I kind of wish I did. I think it's kind of I think it's pretty great. I'm gonna go four four and a quarter forks. Four and a quarter forks. Wow. Uh-huh. I I that's interesting. I. I do keep thinking about what you said earlier. We were taping this just a few days before the Super Bowl and uh-huh. that comment you made about bringing in a couple of those pretzel pies to a Super Bowl party yeah. and how you would be canonized for such a thing. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I'll say this. It wouldn't happen with Domino's. It no, certainly no. wouldn't happen with P- Papa John's. There's not an equivalent pizza you could bring in that would yeah. have the same reaction. Uh, but, you know, then again, it is a limited time offering. Uh, four four forks and one tine from Mike Mitchell, the spoon man. Um, I love Little Caesars. I think it's a great chain. I think the uh, Mike Illich, who's the late owner of Little Caesars, co-founded it with his uh, with his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, by all accounts, a good man, a charitable man, uh, famously paid Rosa Parks's rent for a decade when she was destitute, really, uh, so she could continue to live into a her, in her apartment mm. through you know her what? old age. <laughs> I'm back up to a four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, I'm back up to a four. I really am. That's an incredible. I had no idea. That yeah. is an incredible story. It is, you know, you in, save a, the day, in a world with a, with a, where so many of the the CEOs of these companies are, are just capitalist monsters. They're parodies. They're guys like Andy Puzder, the guy who is too corrupt to be even the uh, the labor secretary for Donald Trump. Uh, it's not. Uh, there are occasionally uh, some bright lights, and and I think this guy was was one of them. Um, I hey, uh, now this is like a Shakespeare play that ends happily. Uh, Midsummer's Night's yeah. Dream. Yeah, there good. you go. Yeah, there huh? you go. Happy one. Yeah, good. Good work. You said that like you were solving a puzzle on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> um. I, uh, I I really like their food. I think it's great. I like that it's a great value. Uh, I think it's a great way to you know to 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 feed your family or feed yourself on a budget. Um, and uh, and I think it's good quality. And I think it's right up there with the other uh, the other chains in its in its class. And in a sense. It's kind of in its own price category because there really isn't another chain that's as cheap and that has it just like ready available. It isn't like the gimmick where you have to take it home and bake it in your own oven or whatever. Right, right. Um, uh, I will say that this is a, a, a you know, their their pizzas, what to get, their their sides and, and to some degree their dips and certainly their wings, I think, are forgettable and disposable. But uh, their pizza is great. Why am I fucking around? This is a five fork chain. Wow! Whoa. Welcome to the Golden now Plate I, now, Club. Little I went Caesars. too low. Now I you feel didn't like. go too low. It's yeah. in the Golden Plate Club. It's sitting pretty. Uh, I, I uh, Bowie, I appreciate you retconning your score and then retconning it again. That I was think a roller. That was the correct place. Truly a roller coaster for it, me. It really I was. was. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to dra- drag you through it like that. But I want <laughs> to bring a little element of uh, suspense to the end of the <laughs> podcast here. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sweating. This is like how I'll feel during the Super Bowl. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, That was our review of Little Caesars. It's now time for the return of a beloved segment. I've got a slice of pie, and Mitch and Bowie must divine a series of clues to guess what it is. The winner keeps the pie. 
The loser goes home empty stomached. This is pie in this guy. I started singing pie, pie, which one is in this guy? Baked a pastry that was tasty, but a mystery which kind? And Mitch and our guest were giving it their best try. Guessing this'll be the type of this pie. Oh boy. This'll be the type of this pie. Now you said you you said you coached Nick for a few years. <laughs> Voice and tap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Primarily how does it, how does singing it feel lessons. when you see your when you see, you know, you see the end result. I, I swell with pride, man. I swell with pride. You can also hear the karaoke version of the track under this one. Here's the thing. It's hard to find uh, karaoke tra- songs that don't have backing vocals a lot of the time. So if you're going to do like <laughs> oh, a parody yeah. version, it's still you're still kind of singing over them. Um, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. It, it works for harmony reasons. Um, so here's so how this works. I was going to quickly ask, place, is there a place in New York City where you, where you get the best place you can get a slice of pie in New York City? Oh, gosh. Um, I was going to ask you diners because I love I'm a big fan of Katz's. I know that that's just, you know, I know. Well, Katz, yeah, but Katz's is old school deli. That's yeah. that's its own thing. Um, you know, they're. Uh, the Westway Diner is open 24 hours. That's on 9th and 44th, and it's around the corner from what used to be the Improv in New York. Oh, okay. Um, and it is allegedly the diner where Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld sussed out what Seinfeld was going to be, what the TV show was going to be. That's wow. amazing. Um, but it's a, it's a big uh, diner that, like all diners, is a little overpriced, but they do have a they, – they make their own desserts on the premises, and uh, you can get a decent slice of pie there. Westway Diner, 44th and 9th. Oh, great. Wow. Well, that's a that's a great rec. And so here's how this will work. You'll each get turns. You'll each get a turn uh, with a, getting an increasingly more obvious clue. So it'll start very obscure, and I always lose get, this. By the way, it will eventually. Mitch does not have a great record in in pie in this guy. Okay, uh, it will eventually get uh, more and more obvious. Uh, you have two lifelines. You have the smell test. You can take a blind smell, a blind whiff of this pie that I have in this this white paper bag right here, and you could also ask Emma, our engineer for her advice. Uh, so, uh, Bao, you're our guest. <laughs> you get to choose if you go first or second. And keep in mind, the first clue is the most obscure. Everyone makes me do the first clue, and I always lose, is what Nick is trying to say. But you don't. You, you, you can take it. You can go ahead and gamble and take the uh, the first clue, because I, then you get the first shot at I'll it. I'll take the first clue. Oh, wow. wow! I'll take the first clue. I don't, wow. I don't expect this is going to go well, but I, I feel like mixing it up this evening. Let's, let's, let's okay. Wow. I, I kind of anticipated Mitch getting the first clue, oh, so this, is, this, might be, uh, this might actually be tougher for you. We'll see. Here we go. Donkey Kong's gun that fires in spurts shares an attribute with this sweet pie. I know it. <laughs> you know the pie or you know the ant? I think I, think I, know the, I think I know the pie. Donkey Kong's gun that fires in spurts shares an attribute with this sweet pie. Now, keep in mind you have two lifelines. You can get, take the smell test, take a whiff, and you can ask Emma, our engineer. Let me take the smell test. Okay. Bowie is going to use the smell test lifeline. I'm going to go ahead and open this up. Yeah, I close my eyes. Yeah, well, on the honor system. Close my eyes, yeah, you should probably close your eyes. What this the is hell? a styrofoam container. What is the system you got going? All right, I, I go have ahead my and eyes take a closed. Breathe it in. Mitch, I can't tell if your eyes are open or closed. <laughs> All right. I already know what it is. What do you, what do you think it is, John? 
is it is it a chocolate cream pie? It is a cream pie. However, chocolate cream pie is incorrect. Mm. Your, next, your next clue. Your, fiz- your first clue was to eat. You knew that I w- didn't. You know that I would know this. I didn't know that. All you right, pretty. It's. I mean. I mean. I know you have a thing with Donkey Kong, and <laughs> it does seem kind of engineered for your uh, field. <laughs> I'm just like this is a. You have to know a very specific lyric, but I guess. Uh, Mitch just has the entire DK64 rap committed to memory. Um, but look, we'll see. We'll see if you know it for real. Uh, here's your second clue. Uh-huh. Also in the world of pop culture. The professor might fashion the main ingredient into a radio instead of a creamy pie. Yes, I, I, I knew it the whole time. A coconut cream pie. Mitch, you have won for the first time I pie think in so. the sky. <laughs> wow. That was going to be my guess. I know Donkey Kong shoots coconuts out of his gun. I'd forgotten that. Um, uh, you know, you know how I didn't know too much about Shakespeare. I know a lot about Donkey Kong. Interesting, interesting. Let's compare wedding rings. <laughs> the um, it, uh, that was the meanest thing I've ever said. Today. I apologize. That was, that was not okay. That was not okay. Coconut cream pie, Mitch. This is yours to keep. You fucking or share it, as, you will, as you will. That's amazing. As I always do, you can have the coconut cream pie. Please take it. I've already eaten a lot of pizza pie, so please, I, 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 I want you to take the pie. Really? Yes. But you can. You just won for the first time. He in made maybe a clue. Ever. He made a clue about about a donkey kong gun who else knows that besides me it was i should have known for your specific expertise this was that was too easy i would know i would we, like the we, i would clue. love for you to have the coconut cream pie what a nice gesture of really course. i i i will accept your generous offer Hell yes. wow. thank you for that that's really sweet of you of man. course thank wow is this from house of Pies? I is from House of Pies, yeah. do good work. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's beautiful. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good-looking slice. You know, honestly, I, I don't know that I've had... Um, House of Pies is really reliable, man. House yeah. of Pies. Very solid it's pie. It's great. Really, really reliable. We, 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 uh, we, we say that quite a bit. That's pro- Locally, I do like pie hole. Yes. I know that you're mean to pie hole, but I think pie hole is good, too. Pie and burger out in Pasadena is good. You tried that place? The Their best. pecan pie is Legendary fucking spot. insane. It's the best. I, and I also think that is maybe the... I think that might be my favorite my favorite LA burger. Wow. Really? I love it. Mini so uh, Mini Driver gets their truck occasionally for the casting wow. crew, which that is generous is, and wow. awesome. Yeah. And like it's the you know, it's you know, when you get a food truck for a set, you know, you get a thing you can you can just get this thing. But right. it's a burger and a slice of pie. And that's that's it, you know. That's really solid. Mitch, let's us. use let's use some of that Doughboy's Patreon money and get the truck out for Palmerston. I was gonna say that we could hijack the truck <laughs> if he just gives us word. It can be an inside job. We can take that truck. That was pie in this guy, just like a restaurant. We value your feedback. Let's open up the feedback. Today's email comes to us from at Tom Hole Twenty. Tom writes. T-O-M-H-O-L-L-20. I don't know how you pronounce it. I apologize, Tom, if I mangled your last name. Love the pod. I was wondering what foods you like to have on a camping trip. Hmm. Nick, as a former Boy Scout myself, I have fond memories of lots of different meals around the campfire, including peach cobbler, chili, or the classic s'mores. I'm sure Mitch has some camping stories from growing up in Quincy. Anyway, keep up the good work. Huh? Burther Brigade (laughs) motherfuckers. Does she think Quincy is still forest? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't understand that. I, maybe he just thinks you went on some campouts. Um, Not uh, really, Bowie? Uh, you, growing up in the city, did you did you did you do much camping as a youth? I went. I, I would go. Uh, I went to summer camp, and I went. To oh, there camp you go. In Connecticut and Massachusetts, and we ate, we did some uh, over uh, over open flame things. Um, I've actually eaten like like that hardcore stuff you can get at. Um, 
REI and stuff like like the dehydrated beef stroganoff and oh, stuff yeah. like that. I've had that. And oh, man. It really is something to cooking something yourself, no matter how weird and preservative it is, yeah. over an open fire where it will taste better. Right. You know, there's that sense of accomplishment. I, yeah, I, for I, sure. I've never... I feel like... What am I thinking that you put in? I mean, you put... When you make s'mores, you put it into tinfoil, but then also, what else in the campfire do you put in a tinfoil? Fish. Maybe, yeah, maybe you it was. fish that way. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Of, I, have, I, I went camping when I was very little, and then I went to like Camp Burgess, which was a, which was a summer camp, but it, there was cabins. Yeah. It wasn't really like, and you would, you, but mostly s'mores, hot dogs on a, put a hot dog on a stick and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and roast it over the fire, but nothing, nothing too substantial. Like yeah. maybe, maybe beans even are, is the closest thing that I've. Like a can of beans in the in in the a bush a can of bushes beans in the pit or something like that. That is kind of oddly satisfying though, like eating food out of a can because it's yeah. like the, it's one of the only times you'll do that unless you're like a, a you know really playing up the bachelor thing. Um, and uh, I w- I would say <laughs> that those people who love to play up the bachelor like just eating straight from a can, eating you're straight from like the can of Chef Boyardee. That's like <laughs> a you'll that's like the bachelor move in a rom-com it's not like what people actually do in reality yeah um i, I will say that <laughs> it's how we know this character is just really needs to find somebody right <laughs> picked up a t-shirt off the floor sniffed it and put it on shrug put yeah. it on anyway yeah <laughs> um i uh i here's the thing i actually have had developed some food aversions because i hated boy scouts and i hated camping so much that when we'd have like we had peach cobbler was one of them and another one was chicken cacciatore made in a dutch oven that i was just like man i just like I don't like these foods because I associated them with going on camping trips, which I didn't want to do. I wanted to be at home playing Nintendo. Huh. Um, and uh, so, like, yeah, there. What I, did you hate so much about these trips? I didn't like a lot of the other kids. Uh, I didn't like being. I like. I didn't like getting bug bites. Sure. I, I think mm. I like. I didn't like being dirty. I didn't like being away from home. Uh, I definitely had like issues with like y- like uh, 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 using the bathroom, like uh, you know what I mean. Like, Man, some I'm just picturing have... this. You must have been everyone's favorite camper, huh? <laughs> I was pretty high up in the ranks at Boy Scouts. Oh, I boy. climbed the ladder. I was senior patrol leader at one point in Troop Twenty Nine. I was the head cheese. Is, is the troop name for what age you were? <laughs> <laughs> That's a paramilitary organization, you know. In the event that the local police force, check me on this, Nick. In yeah. the event that the local police force is taken out of commission, the Boy Scouts can be called into active duty to defend the United States. <laughs> yeah, we've oh, been in action. Yeah, that's uh, that, I mean, that's like a, a an unproduced uh, a blacklist script that someone has. I'm sure the the Boy Scouts uh, uh, taking over the uh, the the local command. Um, I will say that, but however, hot cocoa. That's my favorite oh, context yes. for hot cocoa. Yeah. Out on a camp or uh, on a camp out around a fire. That's that's just that's, that's because so you're not a, you're there. not a cold weather guy. Hot cocoa is the best when you're in a cabin and it's snowy outside. It is it is a delightful context for that. So that would Emma be my answer. Um, but yeah, uh, let us know your camping eats. Mitch, you got a pitch for a camping hashtag? Camping eat out? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag eating out. Side. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice and wholesome. Can you can you put outside. can you put ellipses in there? <laughs> or the hashtag what works? Hashtag what works? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> damn, design flaw. <laughs> If you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOUGH. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden or Platinum Plate Club at patreon.com 
slash Doughboys. John Ross Bowie, thank you for being with here. And being Being with us here today. Being with here. Being with here. I was about to say something sincere, which is why I stumbled over oh, my words. Oh, let's hear it. I, I've, known, uh, yeah, I've known you, like you mentioned, a long time. Uh, I, very early on when I was involved with in the, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, you mentioned you were a... Uh, the coach of my Herald team, my improv team, and I just feel like I learned like so much from you, Aww. and I really feel like I owe you a lot. And uh, I do, for as as cynical as I am about my career and uh, the find a kind of shitty station in life I'm at, I did I have been able to make a living writing comedy, which was my dream, and I, I attribute that partly to to what I learned from you. So and I, I thank you so much. I, well, first of all, I think you came in with a lot of raw gifts, and I think you've got a great career with a lot of really cool credits. Yeah, I guess so. Doughboys. <laughs> Doughboys Double, our Patreon episodes. Uh, I guessed it on Gabrus's podcast. How dare you? <laughs> Dirtiest sketch show in LA. Yeah. In 2007. Came in third. You do the uh, the monster fuck. <laughs> That's right. Dude, honestly, I, this is a little inside, but if it was only Skeletor, that would be enough. Oh, man. You know how much I love the Skeletor roast. You do know how much I love the yes, Skeletor roast. Yes, I do roast. know that. I've told you how much I love the Skeletor roast. I'm, I'm glad I did that bit before everyone was filming everything on iPhones. I'll just say that. <laughs> I don't know if that would have been something I'd like to be up on oh, YouTube God, for it, all time. Good Lord. If I if they had some of my early improv shows from the late 90s I'd, and career. That would be. <laughs> your, your early 90s improv shows are like my shows now, basically. So. <laughs> well, I hope no one's recording this episode of Doughboys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 Bowie, do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, uh, yeah, please watch Speechless. It's a really funny show. It's funnier than you think it's going to be. We have amazing writers. Right. Uh, we have. Um, listen, here's all I can say about our show and our comedy cred. On our Valentine's Day episode, guest star Eddie Pepitone. Boom. I'm wow. done. That's that it. Rolls. He rules. I'm done. On our Valentine's Day episode, it's gorgeous. That's He's awesome. so good. The He's bitter so Buddha good. himself. One of the best. Uh, and you're one of the best. Thank you so much for making time for us. Really appreciate it. Check out Speechless. And hey, that'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for the Spoonman Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Uh, do you have any, any anything else you'd like to say that would cause you to bury your head in your hands? Me? Yeah. N- no. I, I, I thought you were going to say something nice to me for a second. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Happy eating. I right, see ya. Hey, Spoon Nation. Hey, Burger Brigade. Catch Doughboys live in your town. Provided you live in one of the following areas. Chicago, Illinois on March 1st, Huntsville, Alabama on April 10th, and Nashville, Tennessee on April 11th. Wow. For tickets and info, go to headgum.com slash live. Go do it, baby. That was a HeadGum Podcast.